It's Randalish. Welcome to the SEO Rant. My name is Morty Oberton. You might know me better as SEMrush's head of communications, but I'll remind you this podcast is not an official SEMrush property. This is pure unofficial Morty magic and Morty mania. Where can you find the SEO Rant? You can find it at theseorant.com. That was mind-numbingly obvious. You can find us at SEO Rant on Twitter, on Stitcher, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, on wherever podcast platform that you consume your podcasts on. We are there. When does the SEO Rant come out? Typically on Thursdays, weekly on Thursdays. Sometimes I skip a week because I just don't have time, but generally on Thursdays, weekly. So, hey, check us out. Anyway, for your listening pleasure today, we have a senior account manager over at Angora Media. He's a former teacher in South Korea. He's coming to you live at four o'clock in the freaking morning in Florida. Kyle Place. How's it going, man? <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. It's not four o'clock in the morning for me. <laughs> well, uh, you know, my, my body flips back and forth, so I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> you literally had nothing better to do than to wake up at four o'clock in the morning and do the stupid podcast. God bless your soul. <laughs> well, you know, I, I listened to SEO rant just all night, you know, and I, I couldn't sleep because I get so, you know, built up. So here I am. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm just flattered. So you mentioned to me, I did not know this before we chatted a second ago, that you were a teacher in South Korea as a former teacher. I'm just curious about what that was like. It was uh, an awesome experience, one of the best experiences of my life. But, um, you know, like it, it was unexpected. Basically, I, I went through the thing where I graduated university and I wanted to travel, but I needed to work. I needed money. So I found a job in another country where like I probably wouldn't have ended up going on my own. You know, like Florida is very far from from Asia and very expensive to get to. So like, I don't know, South America and even Western Europe is like doable for like a vacation and whatnot. And um so I ended up there. It was a, it was a kindergarten. So my youngest students were depending, you know, in Korea, you're born at one years old, basically. And January <laughs> 1st, everyone turns a year older. So if you're oh. born December 28th, you're one. And three days later, you turn two. Whoa, whoa. Everybody's got the same birthday. Yeah. You, you have an individual birthday, but legally, I think everyone turns like you can buy i don't know tobacco like on this january 1st of whatever age is so if you're old. born december um what were like like january 2nd yeah yeah you're so screwed. you're born one and you have to wait 363 days to turn two but if you're oh. born at the end of december right you turn two like your first week of life in our uh, perspective, unbelievable you know? so like some of my kids would tell me they're five years old and really they were like three and a half, you know, or somewhere <laughs> four and a half, you know, so I never really took them seriously <laughs> when they told me their age. But um, so I, they were like anywhere between, I guess, like four to, I don't know, 11 years old. There was like this program <laughs> and, and then like a normal kindergarten where we had like the same group of kids from like, I don't know, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. or whatever. And then until like five or 6 p.m. we had like after school for like normal elementary school students. Um, that is so interesting. It, it was awesome. Like our job was to be like a conversational English teacher. And then there was a Korean English teacher that taught like grammar in Korean, usually like grammar of the English language. And our job was to just like be like the face of English, you know, like like for these students. Is English uh, so very commonly was, spoken? I, 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 um, yeah. If you're ever in Korea and you're lost, ask someone like 18 years old or younger for directions because they'll speak English. Oh, <laughs> Older, it's different. But yeah, nice. tons, tons of people. It's like an elite thing almost where like the English speaking schools, they cost a lot more, obviously, than, you know, Korean schools. Right. So like the 
the full-time kindergarten is different, but like after school English programs are, are, are so common. Super common. Nice. Really cool. I, I literally saw kids who like the only English they knew were like a Disney song, you know, <laughs> and, and half the words were wrong, you know? And then I took them to like having like full blown conversations in English. So it was like, that's so it was, cool. It was wow. really rewarding. It was awesome. Nice. Yeah. I like, I really enjoyed teaching. It is very rewarding. We could talk about this pretty much all day, but you actually recommended one of the most interesting novel topics I've ever done on this podcast. So I'm actually really excited to dive into it. We're talking about SEO from a first year SEO's point of view. Take us away. Where are we going with this? Okay. Awesome. So what was going through my mind? I'm in my second year now of SEO. So like, you know, like it's still, I guess the same battles, but like the first year when you first dive in, you know, like, I don't know if SEO is just a unique industry or if anyone diving into a new industry like goes through these struggles, but it's just like a whirlwind of like stuff just hitting you left and right, you know, all the time. And I don't know, I, as I told you, I listen to your podcast a lot and I listen to a lot of others. I follow like some people on social media and stuff. And a lot of the perspectives are like from the flip side, it's the agency owners and people that have been here since like SEO was like, I don't know, like, I remember when we walked to Google updates uphill both ways. Yeah. yeah. People deal with it. And like, or people talk about, I remember like in 2003, we used to make X amount of money every month just from like, right. <laughs> we're just stuff keywords. Yeah. Right. And, like, and there's still like this like lag effect in, in the SEO industry where like, I, I still read some stuff and it talks about like hiding text with like, you know, CSS <laughs> and, and, you know, like stuff like this. And I'm like, if anyone's trying this anymore, like, I don't even know how this stuff is showing up in the SERP anymore, you know, but I guess people are still doing it. It's still it's amazing how well some of this crap ranks. Yeah. Who was, I had somebody on the podcast talking about this. I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Albie Reimer. We're talking about copycat content, I think. And just the unbelievable amount of garbage that ranks for SEO queries. Google, are you listening? Does it make any damn sense? Rank, honestly, rank yourselves. I'd be happy, Google, you ranked yourself higher. Yeah. This, this is like the first big thing for me is like trying to Google to find answers for anything. As I was learning SEO, you get like the same two or three big names, which I don't want to name, you know, but everyone knows who no they Patel. are. And, and the no information Patel. is just like questionable or it's like you read it on two or three sites and you don't gain anything new. And somehow it's in the first like three results, you know, and I'm like, how is this helpful to me? Like, okay, I understand there's a, a like a Google bot and it crawls your website. But like, I thought like after a 20 minute like section of a video course or one article, I knew everything there was to know about crawling. Like, it was just like so obvious. It's like, okay, like I'm an expert in how like Google crawls websites, you know? And then after two years now, I, I learned something new every day, you know? Like it, it never stops. I'm like, how could I have ever thought after like a, you know, one blog? blog post that like I was good to go and I don't know like it just makes it like okay skip over this oh and by the way like you have to you know all the examples I feel are about keto diets you know or e-commerce stores you know and it's like best keto diet on a budget and I'm like okay I understand how like keywords work and then all of a sudden I start working with clients and like maybe like the areas like the niches I was in were different but like it took me forever to even get to like an e-commerce client like I was working with like software companies and apps and this and that. And I'm like, how does like, I would never do like best this or that for this, you know, like it was just like, it wasn't very relevant, at least for like the main things, you know, it's really interesting you say that because a lot of the, a lot of the, the SEO content out there and particularly the examples that they use are very, very top level, like, you know, short tail kind of keywords. 
and everyone talks about short tail keywords and high search volumes. And it's amazing to me that we still talk about this crap because if you, even if you just go to the SERP, I've been meeting to pull data on this for a while already. You Google something and you have 4 million SERP features trying to refine your query. Yeah. <laughs> you have the related searches and the people also search for and the people also ask and the more specific searches thing and the top level bubble filters. Like Google's trying to clearly tell you top level's not where we want to surface content. Yet in SEO, all we talk about is top level content and talk, uh, how, to, how, to, how to get you know more conversions and more traffic. And you're using examples that don't apply to the average site. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, if you're in that industry, it's great. And then, so what I started realizing that the SEO industry, like, I don't know if segregation is a good word, but like, it's really divided, you know, like there's like the local group and the e-commerce group, you know, and like everyone else, you know, or maybe not everyone. No, else, no, no. Know? There's a technical SEO versus the content SEOs. You're not even an SEO if you're working on content because you don't know how to code. Like there, there's a whole lot of like, let's just be a bunch of jackasses and, you know, splice this up as much as possible again kind of thing going on. Yeah. And like, it's helpful. I guess it's the whole battle is like, one is like, should you be like a generalist or should you focus on one thing? Right. That's like, I think one of the big arguments in SEO. And the second is about like certifications, you know, With, I think someone on your show talked about it or, or I heard it someone else. And like, I sort of agree where it's like, it's a really tough decision. Like when I was coming into it, like I would have loved a certification that was like all rounded, you know, where I felt like I had like a great introduction because some people, I got pretty lucky where the agent I work in, in on the agency side and like the agency I started working for had like great influences and great mentors and like it was really helpful for me you know and then other people like I don't know I joined some of these like Facebook groups and stuff you know I was just trying to like touch all over and like what a mess you know like Facebook I, is I, a mess. people who said for like eight years they've been SEO and then like they'll be like how do someone will post like how do I get these and they'll take a screenshot of site links you know and all the answers are like strong structure data, breadcrumb, you know, like all this stuff. <laughs> and it's like, you have to use the right keywords. You have to like create topical relevance. And I'm like, like all those things are cool, but like, it's not very relevant for site links. Pulls <laughs> it out from your site structure. But yeah, um, interesting. So, okay. As a first year SEO, I mean, you're not a first year SEO at this point, but thinking back to your days as a first year SEO, when you see all that garbage knowledge, how long did it take you to realize that was just not good? How did you find what was really good? Big thing for me was like, I started realizing just before and then during COVID it got better is I started getting active on LinkedIn. And I think it's like how I first- Yeah, that's how we met. I think I'm probably the only SEO in the world who doesn't have a Twitter, right? And every day <laughs> I'm like, should I make a, a, a Twitter? Like, you know, like so much goes on there. And I just, I don't know, I was sort of like anti-Twitter in the beginning. I was like, all I'm going to do is follow people I know on Facebook anyways, you know? And like, and I, so I'm still debating it internally. So I started following- what I would consider like, I don't know, like a higher caliber of like SEOs and digital marketers and people in general who are talking about like real things, you know, like, like almost like miniature case studies just going on, on, on LinkedIn. And it was so helpful for me, just like watching someone who came across a real issue and like tried to solve it. I don't know. Cause I, I sort of relate to that. Like, I love like trying to find ways to like just improve stuff in general in my life, you know? And it was so much better than reading this huge article about like, what is this? How to do this? Best practices of this, you know? And just seeing like real world examples. And one of the things I hate about the SEO industry are there's so few of these, you know? Like yeah. there are case studies that exist out there by huge companies, like 
no offense to you know your employer or your past <laughs> employer, but like some of these case studies by like big companies, it's like okay, like I want to see real stuff by like real people, you know, um, yeah. and and there's so few of it, and it's so hard to find, you know, and I like so I started like I don't know like trying to find case studies or like YouTube was also a mess, you know, like and just like trying to like interpret all this was just you know, it was really difficult. So like the, the big transformation is when I started like following and seeing like how other people were actually doing things like real time. Right. And then, um, you know, I guess the best advice for anyone really going into SEO is like to do it, just don't read about it, but try and do it. But in reality, it's not so easy. You know, like they tell you, okay, just start a website. It's like, <laughs> I work nine hours a day. I have kids at home. I have a wife. I want to eat dinner. You know, like when am I supposed to write, publish like x amount of words and x amount of blog posts or create you know this or that like i'm gonna work till 2 a.m and then i have to wake up at seven you know like right. how am i gonna do all that you know and I, i've seen some of these like um affiliate style stuff especially through these facebook groups and it's just like oh man like i'm so glad i didn't do that even though it's like a good learning experience like i, I would read some of these things and it's just like people are like how come i'm not making money from this you know and it's like well you know, I could tell you, but I don't want to. <laughs> right. I, I think with all this kind of stuff, you have people writing things that are sort of like in a vacuum. The affiliates are a great case and everything's always a success story and everything's always, I only work on big sites and look at all the wonderful things that I'm doing. You don't really have people talking about, yeah, I'm working on a, you know, media, an SME or an SMB. I've had these yeah. problems. Here's what I've done. And that's, you know, or here's what I think is really going on because a lot of speculation. And I think this is another problem. You don't really know. You can talk about whatever, 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 all you want, but you don't 100% know pretty much anything. I mean, yeah, there are things I guess you, you know, no, but it, listen, you don't know the, the entire circumstance of the site. You don't know exactly if you can be able to replicate it on a different site. It worked here. It might not work there. Work this time probably does not going to work next time, but there's no nuance about that. Take all these articles. It's always on the market because they're always marketing. Either you're marketing yourself or you're marketing a company or you're marketing whatever. You're marketing something and you're not going to come across, you know, like, I don't really know if this is conclusive or not, but here's what I did. And here's what I saw in the data kind of thing. And documenting it, you know, and just like, because you're right, it, it could work perfect. E even in the same like industry, like two competitors, it might work for one and not the other. And we see that with these updates that, that are, have just been going on in June and July is like, it's a very similar websites and it'll affect one. And not the other. Not the other. You know? and, and, and you can guess the best that you want. You can try to analyze. This is what I freaking do. I love doing this thing. Like one page went up, one page went down. And this, you can sort of tell that Google kind of replaced one page, either the same position or like right next to it. And they, there was like a swap out. And like what happened with this the swap out? Like why did this page go up? Why did that page go down? And try to find a pattern over multiple kinds of keywords, especially if they're similar kind of keywords. The end of the day, you don't know. It's a good yeah. guess. It's an interesting theory. It kind of makes sense and is probably a best practice. But you but, don't know what Google is going to do a particular page and a yeah. particular keyword at a particular moment in time. Yeah. The, the, this is what, like, when I got my first SEO job during the interview, like, one of the big things they were stressing is, like, I think they saw and what they asked and, like, my personality is, like, you have to be curious, you know, because you have to, like, see these problems and, and like, want to care enough about just solving the problem, even if you're not going to get the, like an exact answer or something to point your finger to, you know? And I think it's why like so many people transition into SEO in general. Cause like 
we, we take people from all walks of life. You know, there's like developers, there's content writers, you know, there's ex lawyers, you know, there's all these people, yeah, people used to do other stuff, uh, or teachers like us, you know, yeah. <laughs> and like just trying to like find your area in it is it, first of all, it's so rewarding. It's such a special industry. Cause like, I don't know if it's like stroking our egos, but I just love to share stuff. And I realized yeah. that like, you know, through LinkedIn and, and, and I guess, I, you know, it happens on other platforms, but like, when less we, so than it used to, by the way, world, Microsoft, you know, but it's well, good. It's, it's uh, less so than it used to. I feel like you, you feel like people used to want to share, share more. a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. You think it's because it's getting more like competitive and there's like it's more saturated or I don't know. I was talking to Aaron Akhmani about this. I don't know if you know him from Kahina Digital um, in Jerusalem. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah he's a good guy. I so he thought that maybe it's because, you know, the older SEOs, they have, you know, higher jobs and they're not less. There's less incentive for them. They're not building themselves up, less to share, blah, blah, blah. I don't really know. I don't yeah. have a good answer. That's one possible reason. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's another problem that we're trying to solve. <laughs> right. Let me ask yeah. you. So if you're coming in as a first year or thinking back to your first year as, as an SEO, aside from not finding the right content, you know, you're finding the Neil Patels of the world kind of thing. What were some of the major hurdles that you had to go through? Tools were another thing, you know, is like you think, you know, SEO to me. And, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like every tool is a little bit different. And there's a lot of tools that we use in general or that you that are that are available to you you know so like first choosing competitive competing brands and i recommend not asking on facebook uh in facebook seo groups which is the best one because you oh, you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna get your affiliates yeah and i start like badly back to people they're like no never use this one use this one and i always say like tell the people why why do you like this one better and no right. one no no one ever gave answers All affiliate you know? links <laughs> so um so, you know, you know, between like, I don't know, keyword research tools and crawlers, you know, it's like, right. It, it's, it, you have to take like a mini course just to learn a, a new tool, especially when you're beginning, when you don't understand like the foundation of like why that tool exists and what problem it's solving, or, or maybe sometimes you shouldn't rely on tools, you know, like sometimes right. like spending 30 minutes looking over a website, once you know about like architecture and some code and like the different target pages and stuff, like you can learn way more about what they're doing right and wrong than like correct score that like an automated right. audit tool gives you, you know? I, I say this as somebody who works for an SEO tool. The first <laughs> thing you should do with a website is look over the site, see where you see the content problems are. Like, what are the issues here? Like what's wrong? What are they doing right? There's I, so many times you look at the homepage, like, what does this site do? Of course, you're not ranking. I can't even tell what you're doing. Yeah. And then go look at the SERPs like for, the, for the keywords that you think are relevant to them. Like what's happening there? It could be, let's just say they're an e-commerce site. Sorry to use e-commerce as an example. <laughs> and it's a buy query. Yeah, well, it could be that nine out of 10 results are not actual commerce pages. They're informational pages. So, yeah, your site is not going to rank. There's only one slot available to you. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like forgot that in the very beginning that Google's really my best friend and my best tool, you know, like, yeah, uh, you, sometimes you spend all this time looking at like short and long tail variations and different keywords and the difficulty and the search volume. And I would forget just to go into Google and just put it in and see, see what, what it actually getting. is, you know, like, cause it takes a while to figure out like, what's the real intent behind it, which I think is yeah. key. And I think it's also a special time in SEO. Maybe I'm sidetracking a little bit, but like, we're going through like a major transformation right now. I feel like we're like, First of all, the industry as a whole is getting like a higher caliber and more serious and we're touching like more areas and the less of like the nonsense that used to go in the past is, is flying mm -hmm. and and like, you know, more and more companies are using it. And like, 
I don't know. You had a thing on here about like snake oil, you know, SEO. Yeah. It's like that stuff just Andrew more. Like clients are getting more educated and we're trying to give SEO like a, a better name and we're getting a better name. And um you know, it's just like it's it's it is interesting. You know, I I just pulled a stat out from Semrush actually. Um when I was doing PubCon a couple of weeks ago, uh, well, a week ago from when we're recording, a couple of weeks ago, when is it going to come out? And one of the things I was trying to show is how the user has changed. There's there, you know, when when Google goes to, to Congress or Facebook goes to Congress or Twitter goes to Congress, Twitter ever yeah. go to Congress? I don't remember. <laughs> we're all like, yeah, whatever, who cares? What a bunch of idiots in Congress. Like, they don't even know what questions to ask. We're so smart and they're so stupid. They are really stupid in Congress, by the way. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. But anyway. It I was talking about have an day, impact. by the way, about What's Facebook's the, te, like the te, Zuckerberg is uh, testi- testifying in front of Congress. I was just talking about this today. So it's funny you brought this up. <laughs> nice. Yeah, his dude, that guy's that guy's a strange fellow. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know if I'm offending anybody, but it's like that's a weird dude anyway. But it does have an impact because your average person, when they they don't know anything about algorithms and rankings and searches and blah, 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 blah. But they see Zuckerberg or they see, you know, Google go to go to Congress and they bring up all these issues about data privacy. So now you're like, oh, shoot, data privacy. I better be worried. The search volumes for I, th- I put like you know, thousands upon thousands of keywords related to data privacy. Yeah. The search volumes are up like 200 percent since 2017. Wow. Which goes to show like people are just far more aware, far more skeptical, which goes to your point of like, the snake oil thing. It's not going to work to the same extent. It doesn't it doesn't pass a snuff test. Like, you mean, like, all I got to do is buy a bunch of links and now I'm going to rank. But my content is crap. Doesn't matter. Just yeah. buy links. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, and for some areas, it might even still work, which is like it, it's the other hard thing. SEO is like, I, I don't know if I'm like trying to build myself up too much, but I like to think of myself as like purist in seo where like even if i know something is like shady i try with like everything i have not to do it like i i i, right. I want things to be better like I, I don't know i i also like in these facebook groups i see people saying like if i copy someone's meta description and put it on my site change your brand name is that will i get like hurt for duplicate content and i was like why content, you're just a jerk want to do that like why would anyone like click on yours <laughs> when they can click on the, the, your competitor so like stupid. you know like you have to make yourself stand out and like that's just you know, like dumb having- anyway because google's not using the meta description like 75 percent of the time whatever it's like wasting your time can i hot take can everybody please just stop with meta descriptions don't even write one just like google pick out the one that it wants on the page and be done with it already at this point can we, like, can meta descriptions not be a part of seo anymore <laughs> it might happen it might happen and like so um yeah, I don't know. Like, just trying to like stay away from this stuff. For, so, any new SEO, I was that enticing away from though? As a new SEO coming in, where you see, <laughs> oh man, all this the, guy did was buy a bunch of links. He got a lot of traffic. I can show I, my I saw bosses. Interesting, but like the type of clients I, I was working with, I, I I don't think it would have worked. So, like, I never really even got the chance, you know. And like, for any like personal project I work on, like, I it just wasn't. It, important enough for me like it was i had a different goal you know in i'm mind. not gonna spend my own money on buying links for my own personal yeah product. it's like I, I don't know if i need to do that you know and um so but it's enticing because i see people do it all the time through social media and stuff you know and um 
So I think taking like the high road, because if, if, if it works now, it won't work next month. And if it's not next month, it'll be the month after that. You know, like Google's catching up. You can't trick like one of the richest companies in the history of the world with one of the most advanced algorithms, you know, like one person with like a cool keyword research tool and like 30 minutes of research and like some HTML capabilities, like they're not going to beat that, you know, yep. and if you do, it's, it's very, very temporarily. So, so uh, to sort of wrap up, if you're talking to somebody, talking to yourself or talking to anybody getting into the industry, um, what would you say to them looking back? I would tell them to as quickly um, as possible, try to find a mentor or a mentor type person, you know, and it doesn't have to be someone you actually know. It can be some like high quality people on social media where you like the SEO work they're doing or related work and follow them and interact and, and learn that way. Cause it's, it's, it, it, it's so much more helpful, you know, and, yeah. um, and consume content, good content, you know, like I, I didn't even get into the, like the SEO podcast world until like months and months and months and months after like reading blogs, you know? Right. And, um, and there's so much great stuff out the there. The podcast world is actually pretty good. Yeah. Cause you, well, you hear from the people that like you, you like, you know, like uh, supposedly, you know? Yeah. It's usually not like thin. It's not generally you, speaking, not you thin dive in deeper, you know, yeah. and you hear stuff. And because you can't really do SEO on podcasts, you don't get like this nonsense stuff that just like shows up at the top. Like you find right. some people and you listen to the topics you want and, and like, you know, discussing the things that you want. And, and like, it, it's amazing. Like I, I do it on the train. I do it on the bus. I do it while I wash them dishes, you know? Nice. Wow. You know, like, but I consume a lot of podcasts outside of this one. Of course, who do you recommend? Um, I like uh, Kevin Indyk stuff. You yeah. Know? Kevin is great. I, I, for whatever reason, there's less on his actual podcast feed. On he my, has another podcast. He did on YouTube, one recently. Some, yeah, yeah. The one recently came out. I yeah. haven't listened to it. And I, I, I think you're on this other one. Sometimes the edge, edge. Of oh, the, the edge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I do their news podcast with them. They also have the interview podcast, which is really good. Aaron yeah. is all, all interview related. Stuff and SEO, I love because like knowing it's the same thing with social media. It's like I want to hear it from the source, like the yep. person going through it, you know, and it's 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 so helpful. No, there are a lot of good ones. Azim Digital has a good podcast. Um, Mark Williams Cook over at Candor, you check that one out. That's a very yeah, good yeah. podcast. Yeah, I, I like uh, I like, I like that, that podcast. I should listen to that more often. But um, yeah, okay. So we gotta wrap up. Where can people find you? I know you have Kyleplace.com. By the way, I see you have mangles above Semrush. I'm a little bit offended. That should be fixed, I'm assuming. Uh, <laughs> I can change I I I actually forgot I had that. I made that when I was like trying to showcase myself to, to interview for SEO jobs. You know? Oh, well, <laughs> Another let's, jobs. let's showcase it here so people can hire you on the side. <laughs> every every SEO has got a side gig, right? <laughs> Did you see my video? On there? I saw your video. Yeah, I have, I have a funny video. It was uh, I don't know. I recommend people watching it. So that <laughs> like so um, also on LinkedIn is probably the social media I'm most active on. I guess it's Kyle M Place is, is how they would find me. And I'm trying to start like a very small side project on this topic where I want like SEOs to publish case studies. So I'm trying to make like a little like blog article thing. It's, it's called the, the SEO archive.com. Cool. And um, I want it to go live. So if anyone <laughs> wants to showcase any like case studies, long or short on any topics in SEO, I, I want information to be available to like beginner SEOs that, you know, like, that that's hard to come by so nice. i want like a central place for so i'm available for anybody who wants to talk <laughs> let's do it all right thanks so much Kyle, for coming on really appreciate you wake up four o'clock in the morning for this <laughs> i'll let you go back to bed 
Um, you can find the SEO Rant at the SEORant.com. Keep an eye out every Thursday for new episodes. Check us out wherever you consume great, mediocre, and completely shitty podcasts. We are there. It was we, it's just me. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, Kyle, again, thank you for coming on. And toodles. Thanks, Wardy. Thanks,